Now then, how are you diddling? Welcome to the Social Media Podcast. I'm Simon Scholes from Perception Studios, the award-winning visual marketing agency. And as always, we are here to help you with some free advice to grow your social media channel beyond what it currently is at the moment. Now, every single day, I'm taking the audio from my uh, live videos, dazed, confused, and generally buggered, which is how we're all feeling during this lockdown period, answering your questions about social media and video, and also talking about a specific subject matter, which today is all about social media not working just a five-day week. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Um, hopefully you're well. It is Saturday. Um, it is my wife's birthday, so this is a short, succinct live video today. But as always, the questions are open there for you. The comments are open on whatever channel you're watching on right now because we're here to answer your social media and video questions. If you don't know who I am, I'm Simon Scholes, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency. We're based in the UK and we help brands and businesses create social media video content that really helps them stand out on the platform of choice. Um, just remembering to start up my Instagram live as well. Hello to you if you're just joining us on Instagram live. Uh, so yes, I'm Simon Scholes, founder and creative director of this company here. And um, yeah, we do all sorts of video content and things like that for loads of great companies, small and large. Uh, but a few years ago, it became quite obvious to me that a lot of smaller brands, a lot of smaller businesses might not necessarily be in the position to spend all their marketing budget on having content created. So what could they do themselves for free? What content could you create yourselves that wouldn't cost you a penny to create? And that's when I came up with my How to Nine Times Your Social Media Process, wrote a book about it, started a Facebook group about it, and we'll have our own little community. And it's a former number one book as well. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's been a fun journey over the years. And so when this all kicked off, I thought what better chance than to sit down with people on a daily basis, answering their social media and video questions, helping them get to the stage where they can create content on a regular basis every single day, by making the content that we've already got work harder for them or the content that they're creating work harder for them. There's so many different things you can do. You can make blogs into videos and videos into podcasts and audio into podcasts and you can blogs into memes and all sorts of different things and putting content in different places. And it's all about just making that content you've got work harder for you, do more for you. So that's uh, kind of what these broadcasts are all about is to try and help you get into that process, get into that mindset of creating more content. Anyway, today is a very short subject. We're going to answer some of your questions as well um, and any of the questions that you want to ask as well, feel free to do so. Uh, we are live currently on Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, uh, and the How to Nine Times Your Social Media group, uh, Facebook in the Perception Studios page, and also we're live on Instagram, which is uh, right here, just uh, scrolling along. In fact, hello to the guys at the Newbury Pub have just joined us. Um, so if you've got any questions at all, drop them into the feed. I'll do my best to take a look at them and answer them as we're going through um, everybody else's questions as well who's already emailed in. First things first, though, today's subject matter. It is the fact that social media doesn't work a five-day week. So many people, so many brands, so many businesses step away from social media on a weekend. And it's not any fault of theirs. It's just that the people that they're hiring work a five-day week. But they forget that as a brand and as a business, 
that there are people using social media on a weekend. Now, at the moment, we're in a very unusual situation. People are using social media far more often all the time because most countries are still in this lockdown situation. We're not really necessarily all back to work again. And so more and more people are using social media. But when we come out of this situation, and we will come out of this situation eventually, we don't know when, but we will come out of it, people will go back to that state of only using social media five days a week, forgetting that an audience is online seven days a week. Now, not necessarily the same audience, and this is what I'm trying to get across, is that the people who work in an office during the week, the people who work on a building site during the week might not necessarily be on social media during the week, during the day, maybe not even in an evening because they get home from work, they can't be bothered to pick up the phone and do stuff, but they will be on it at some point in the week more likely on a weekend, that's when the uplift actually starts to happen. The people who use social media during the week still use it on a weekend, and the people who can't use social media during the week use it on a weekend as well. <clears throat> so that you end up with a bigger audience, more potential for your brand, for your business, to be talking to more people. But if you, as a social media person for the business that you work for, or you are a brand or a business yourself, and you're not creating content regularly, and you're not creating content on a weekend, then you're missing out on that huge opportunity. Like I say, right now, we're in a very different situation. So actually, the number of people using it on a weekend is probably the same as during the week. But when we come out of this situation, you need to remember social media doesn't just work that five-day week. It is a seven days a week, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day system that works all the time. Now, I'm not saying your audience is on it 24 hours a day, but you need to remember that they're gonna definitely be there at some point or another in that seven day shift. So don't just work Monday to Friday on your social media. Remember, there is a Saturday and a Sunday involved. And it doesn't mean that necessarily you have to be putting out masses of content on a weekend, but just don't forget you have an audience who will potentially consume content on a weekend. If you wanna make it slightly different and you don't want it all to be business-based, do different things, have some fun with it, Pile polls, put out questions, um, put out silly videos, and whatever it might be, make content that will keep them engaged on a weekend, make them realize that you still care about them on a weekend because people want to realize that you are still being social, that you still want to engage with them even on your days off because they are your audience and then they will stay engaged or potentially become engaged because they're only able to consume your content on the weekend. So hopefully that is um, kind of answering that question a little bit. There's a lot of people joining us on uh, Instagram this morning, which is great. I'm just waving hello to everybody who's um, joining us on Instagram at the moment. If you have any questions whatsoever about social media, about video, please feel free to drop them into the comments. I'll do my best to answer them as best as I possibly can do. Uh, we have some questions that have already been emailed in though, um, but yeah, Five days a week, no. Social media works seven days a week. Make sure you're creating content on a weekend. Give some value, have some fun, whatever it might be. But just don't forget you have an audience and a potentially new audience on a weekend as well. And hopefully that will uh, help you gain a little bit of traction with some new people. If you start creating content even today, you can put some content out straight after this live. Go away, make some content, put it out onto whatever channel you want or even to all the channels and uh, say hello to your audience on the weekend. You never know. There might be somebody new out there who wants to buy what it is you've got to offer. And because you've never spoken to them on a weekend, they don't even know you exist. There you go. And all their friends might want to buy your stuff as well. You just don't know, dear. For the sake of spending five minutes putting a piece of content out, 
you could be onto a winner. Anyway, right, should we go to your questions? So um, I'm just going to have a quick look on Instagram now, make sure there's no questions on Instagram at the moment. No, not just yet, but lots of people joining us, which is great. Um, and I can see on here we have a few comments. Hello to the guys who are watching, Ed and Miles and all the usual gang. Um, right, let's have a look at some of these questions. Okay, so this is a good one, and I've, I've been asked this before by um, a client of mine. Uh, how do you manage multilingual content? So for those of you who aren't really sure what that means, basically it's for a brand, for a business, who are basically trying to sell into multiple countries. Um, and for me, I think it's very important if you're doing anything like that on Instagram or on Twitter or on, even on a Facebook group, um, even to a point on YouTube, but actually slightly different on YouTube, but create a second account. YouTube, like I say, slightly different, so we'll come back to that one in a moment. But for other channels, create accounts specifically for those places. So, and I've spoken to people in the past who've done really well in the Middle East with their product. They found that their product is performing really well in the Middle East. So what I suggested was, well, create content specifically to them and specifically for them. Right now, you're creating content in English. But what if they don't speak English, but they want your product? You've noticed that you're having an uplift in sales to people in that region. So why would you not talk to them in the language that they're used to speaking um, rather than a potentially alienating a, a totally new audience, a bit like not speaking to your audience on a weekend. So why would you alienate them? Create a new account, create content that is going to appeal to them in their language. Now that can become costly, obviously, because it involves getting hold of translators and things like that, but actual going to create content for multilingual environments, I think is a great idea if your audience requires it. If you are mainly speaking to an English country um, or an English-speaking country, then stick with English. But if you are 50-50 English and then German, then why would you not create some content in German and have a channel specifically in German that would only speak to them in German rather than muddying the waters with a bit of English and a bit of German? Have a channel specifically concentrated on the German market and speak to them on that channel. And then you're not alienating them at all. Um, but it, it does take a bit of management, obviously. You need to learn uh, either how to respond and translate what they're saying and then respond to those comments with potentially a broken language because you don't speak the language. But obviously, Google Translate is a great tool. It's not always right, so don't be 100% happy with it. Um, probably warn the people that you're going to be using Google Translate. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely create channels specific to other countries um, with their language involved, especially the Middle East and places like that. Um, managing it is a difficult one, uh, really. I would definitely, number one, recommend getting proper translators, not using something like Google Translate because it's not always right. And little idiosyncrasies in a language can make a huge difference. So make sure you get somebody who knows what they're actually talking about. Um, and then actually managing it, it probably is going to have to cost you money, but look at getting somebody who is from that country who could potentially manage those accounts for you. Again, you could go to a translation company, which probably would cost you a lot more money, or you could go to somewhere like Fiverr and find a VA who works in Saudi Arabia, speaks Arabic, and is happy to do that kind of work for you. Um, 
And yes, I know a lot of people poo-poo Fiverr and stuff like that for graphic designers and video editors and stuff. But when you don't have the budget, it's the place to start and then move on to an agency or what have you eventually further down the line. So I'm afraid I don't have an, an answer for you that won't cost you anything, a mystery person, because you emailed in and asked me not to say your name. Um, but um, I think that's probably the the best way forward for you. So Definitely, yes, create content for multi-language purposes on multi on different platforms. So create your own channels for those languages. And yeah, find a translator and find a VA who speaks that language and is happy to respond to questions and things like that for free rather than yeah you having to uh, worry about it. In fact, you might even find a VA is happy to do the translation of what you want to say for less money. So maybe just have a look around. But um, yeah, definitely get a proper translator. Don't use Google Translate or anything like that. It's horrible. Um, let's have a quick look, see if anybody else has joined us. Uh, Lucy's joined us and Matty Wiles has joined us. Hello to you guys. Um, Loveheart, um, Steve has joined us. The guys at Holtprint, hello to you. Thank you very much for joining us on Instagram. Um, I can't see who's joined us on all the other social media channels because that's not how StreamYard works, but good morning to you as well. Let's go to our next question. Um, okay, this was a good one. I can't really show you on the phone, but I'll talk you through the process. Okay, how do you do quiz questions on Instagram? This one came through from Miles yesterday. Miles is a regular viewer of the live content. Um, and so he asked a question. I completely forgot to answer it. So I'm going to answer it now for you, Miles. So on Instagram, when you do stories, and I've been doing um, pub quizzes a little bit more sporadically. Now, when lockdown started, I was doing pub quizzes every single day, trying to get people involved, have a bit of fun and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, life's got in the way, so I'm not doing them as often as I was. But I'm still popping out pub quiz questions now and again. And on Instagram, you can create a question and then give people multiple choice answers so that then they can choose one and yeah, the fantasy were correctly or incorrectly. There's no prize for it. You can do it that way if you want to, but there's no prize for it. But you do get the analytics back at the end of it. So let me talk you through it. So you go into the story mode on Instagram. So the story mode will only last 24 hours. That's the first thing to remember. So in the top, in the middle, there's like a little smiley face. And you tap on that and it brings up loads of GIFs and loads of options. And you can do hashtagging. You can create your location. Um, you can put the time in, all that type of stuff. And a little bit further down, if you scroll down, there's one that's called questions and literally it's not a poll it's not a um is it a quiz i think it actually might be called quiz rather than questions that's right it's called quiz so ignore questions ignore poll go to the one that's quiz and you type in your answer your question and then you type your answers into the two the a or the b box and you can tell it which one is the correct answer and then basically you just press send send it to your story and there you go. That's how you do a quiz question. Um, a little bit difficult for me to show you exactly how to do it because I'm live on Instagram right now using my phone uh, to do that. So, um, yeah, so I can't really show you. But hopefully that explains it to you. If it doesn't, Miles, uh, let me know and I will show you live on um, the live broadcast um, another time. I'll borrow Rosie phone or something like that and try and show you that way. 
but it's really simple. Just go into where all the GIFs are and stuff like that on an Instagram story and, and do it there. You can't do it on Instagram itself. You can't do it as a general post, but you can put questions and stuff like that into um, your story mode. And it doesn't even have to be pub quiz questions. It could be anything. It could be just, do you like my content? Yes or no? <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, please do tell me in my comments right now, do you like my content? Yes or no? Uh, hello to Jamie, who's just started watching, asking if I'm well. I'm very well indeed. Thank you very much. Um, Jamie runs an influencer agency, so I better make sure this is good. He might sign me up. Probably not. Um, anyway, let's have a look at another question that's come through. This one came through from Mark. Okay, this is another one that kind of needs me to show you, but I can't. Um, how do you flip the camera on a Facebook Live so it's the right way around? So what he means, and you've probably seen this when people are doing Facebook Lives, they have a banner behind them or something where there's writing on it and the writing is mirrored because when you initially go live or set up a Facebook Live, it is mirrored. It's back to front. So like my picture would be back to front right now um, and all that kind of stuff. This is actually the right way around because the software I use flips it all around and makes it all look right. On Facebook, you can do that. There has been a slight glitch lately, so um, don't guarantee this is going to work. Um, I don't know why, and I've not checked Facebook Live for a little while. I need to have a look. Um, but not so long ago, when you flipped it back, it was putting a green tint on everything, and you couldn't turn the green tint off. So you were kind of doing an, a Facebook Live looking like the Incredible Hulk, which isn't ideal. Um, so I can't guarantee this is going to work. But when you're about to go live... Obviously, first things first, you turn the camera into landscape mode rather than portrait because you want to be able to take that content and edit it for other channels. And there's nothing worse than portrait on YouTube and on Facebook because you get the black lines on either side. If you're going to post the content on TikTok or Snapchat, fine, but you've only got 60 seconds there anyway, and your Facebook Live is going to be longer than 60 seconds, fingers crossed. So... You set it into landscape mode, fine. You let the camera settle. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, if you've got a good signal, you'll get a bunch of little icons across the bottom, one of which will be a screwdriver and a spanner, and they're in like a cross situation like that. They look like that. One's a screwdriver, one is a spanner. You tap on there. Um, and then it'll bring up another load of selections, and one of which is being able to flip the screen. So you, you tap on that, and it will give you an opportunity to either turn it upside down, so then it flips you like that. So I'd be my head would be down there, and my legs would be up here. Or you can flip the screen so that it's not mirrored anymore. So then your banner behind you actually says what you want it to say. If you're stood in or sat in front of a wall for your business, maybe you're in your office and it's got the business name on the wall, it doesn't say it backwards. It says it the right way around. So... Go and take a look at it. Again, I've had to talk you through uh, the process of it, but it's fairly simple. When you're about to go live, the crossed over spanner and screwdriver, tap on that, tap on the next bit that allows you to change the screen and then flip it just that way. Don't do the upside down jobby, otherwise you'll look like you're in Australia, but you can flip it the other way. And so the background won't be mirrored anymore. And then you can actually read what it says in the background, which is pretty handy. And let's have a quick look, see if we've got any messages here right now on Instagram. No, we haven't, but good morning to Jason, who's just joined us. He went to the same school as me. Uh, Jason Gale uh, went to Wolferton uh, with my old neighbours, in fact, because he's, he's slightly older than me. Not that I like to say that because he looks younger than me. Um, 
Okay, back to the questions um, on social media this morning. If you do have any questions, by the way, whether you're watching on Instagram or on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Periscope, wherever you're watching, feel free to stick them in the comments. I'll do my best to answer them this morning as I possibly can do. And uh, yeah, we'll see where we go with that. Um, okay, here's an interesting one. And this is something that we were speaking about the other day, actually, with uh, Alan, who came on to do a live all about YouTube. Um, somebody's asking, I've seen that you can do timestamps on YouTube. Are they important? So yes, they are. Really, really important. If you are talking about multiple subject matters, so like, for example, this Q&A session I'm doing right now as a live, I can, after I finished it, go into my description box on YouTube and put in timestamps as to when I'm talking about specific things. Now, what they're doing now is actually taking those timestamps, what it is you're talking about, looking at it and going, right, okay, right here, he's talking about timestamps for YouTube. So if somebody searches for timestamps YouTube, it will find that piece of text, go, that's connected to that, and then give them the video to watch. But not only that, when they click on it, it will take them to the point in the video where I'm talking about timestamps rather than making them watch 20 minutes of content before I start talking about timestamps. It's a really, really excellent tool to be using. So if you are creating YouTube videos about multiple subjects, right now and like maybe doing like a Q&A like this or anything else where you're talking about multiple things or taking people through stages. So if you're making something and you want them to see how you've added PVA glue to make slime and then you've done something else to make slime and then you put glitter into, but you want to break down that process because they might know how to do X, Y, and Z, but they don't know how to do A, B, and C, then you can direct them towards those points in the process by putting those timestamps into the description. And so YouTube will see that, catalog it, put it into Google. So when people are searching for those things, it will pop up in Google as a searchable item. And then when they click on it, they get to see that piece of content and not the whole thing. So they don't get bored or have to skip through or waffle through everything else like that. They just get taken directly to that piece of content. So yes, timestamps have been around for a very long time, but YouTube have just started making them a little bit more advantageous for a brand, for a business, for anybody creating content. So if you're going to use um, timestamps, 100%, put them into your description box, make sure they're worded up right, and definitely use them if you are talking about multiple subjects. It's something that is a bit time consuming, don't get me wrong, but it's well worth doing it. Well worth doing it. Trust me. And going back as well to, to YouTube on multilingual language content, because somebody was asking me about that earlier. If you've just joined on the live, I was asked the question, um, what multilingual, how do you manage multilingual content? So on YouTube, it's slightly different. If you have an international audience, you can have captions put onto your content that are in a different language. You can ask people to do translations for you. So that is definitely the way to, to start looking at trying to reach a wider audience. So if your content's in English, but you're getting maybe 10% of the audience watching in Spain. So maybe you want to try and uplift that in Spain a little bit, then do so by asking the Spanish audience who are already watching to potentially do translations for you. And then you can add those translations in to your captions. Um, and then you have that opportunity for people to then go, oh, I want to watch in Spanish. Or as I used to do in Slovakian, I'd have it in Slovakian, but then I'd put an English translation in as well because I used to speak Slovakian because my wife is Slovakian. So I used to do videos in Slovakian. So you'd have the Slovakian caption and also the English caption as well so people could understand both angles of it. So they could still watch the content, get value from it, 
but also watch it in a different language. Get what I mean? Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, let's have a look, see if we've got any questions on here. Um, uh, let's have a look. No, no questions on Instagram, just people watching, which is awesome. Thank you very much for watching. Um, and the questions have uh, died. Oh, here we go. Here's a question coming from Twitch uh, from Ed. Okay, Ed. Good morning. Um, and he said hello. Uh, thank you very much for watching, Ed. Can a video be too long? No, um, is my answer to that. Um, I personally believe this to be the case because if you are giving enough value, then your audience will give a damn about what it is you've got to say and want to keep watching because they're going to get value from it. Um, a prime example of this at the moment is someone like Gary Vaynerchuk. He is doing kind of the same thing. He's doing daily content. He does it more about mindset and that kind of stuff, even though he doesn't like to be a mindset coach. But he's making content that is specifically for that kind of marketplace. And he keeps going for like an hour, two hours sometimes. I've seen one that was three hours long, but the engagement is always high all the way through. So I don't believe a video can be too long as long as you're engaging as a presenter and the content you're talking about is also engaging. If it's not, then probably shorter is better. However, if you're going live on any platform, they do like to see content over 10 minutes because if they see engagement over 10 minutes, if you can draw somebody through your content over 10 minutes, then that will keep them watching and then the platform will push that content out further. Even when you finish the live and people can only watch it on replay, they will push that content out further for people to consume. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, it, no. Basically, is there is no maximum length, I would say. Um, let's have a quick peek here, see if anything's come through. Nothing at the moment. That's cool. Um, and, and Ed was saying one of my Slovakian vlogs was recommended to him on YouTube the other day. Great job with those. That was so difficult. It's, Slovakian is like the second hardest language in the world to learn or something ridiculous. The grammar is all over the place, so it's, it's really difficult. Anyway, right. 25 minutes. I think that's more than enough, especially seeing as though it's my wife's birthday and um, I'd better go and spend some time with her. So I'm going to say thank you very much for watching today. Uh, if you are brand new, please do hit the subscribe button. Uh, go check out some of my uh, other content on the channel that you're watching at the moment. If you're watching on replay, don't forget you can still leave your questions in the comments. Just put hashtag replay after them and then we can answer them in tomorrow's live session or I can answer them in the comments today. Um, and come and join the How to Nine Times Your Social Media group as well um it is literally that is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash how to nine x your social media there you go it's in the comments on the um the platform that you're watching on sadly it's not on instagram i'll sort that out in a bit uh, but yeah, come and join the group, download my book for free. Um, it's a former number one book. It's the whole process I take my clients through. Um, will help you start creating some content, more brand content for your business, especially at the moment. It's so important. Um, there's a lot of brands, a lot of businesses who are really struggling right now and going to come out the other end of this in a very different situation. Um, and let's be honest, we don't want that. We want to come out the other end of this as strong as we possibly can do. So build your brand, uh, build your business while you can do, while you've got time. And then it'll be a habit when you come out the other end of all this uh, craziness and you'll just keep doing it or hire an agency to do it for you. <coughs> anyway, right, I'm going to disappear. Have a good rest of your day. Take it easy. Stay safe. Enjoy the sunshine because it is another nice day. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Bye.
This was a Perception Studios production.